Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Art of Charm. I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the best coaches in the industry to teach you guys how to crush it in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise, packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier men's lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. This show is about you, and we're here to help you become the best man you can be in every area of your life. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on here and get some killer free ebooks as well as drills and exercises that'll help you become more charismatic and confident by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. If you're new to the show but you want to know more about what we teach here at The Art of Charm, listen to the toolbox at theartofcharmpodcast.com/toolbox. That's where you'll get the fundamentals of dating and attraction such as body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, all that stuff that's more important than you might think. We've got boot camps running every single month here in California. Details at theartofcharm.com, and I'm looking forward to meeting all of you guys here at The Art of Charm. Enjoy. Welcome back to Pick Up Podcast, the show that's more than just about getting the girl, but putting uh, a little bit of hot sauce on your personal growth chili, or in your personal growth chili. I'm Jordan Harbinger, live from The Art of Charm headquarters on Hollywood Boulevard, where all the magic happens at Art of Charm boot camps and training courses. This is, again, the end of a week-long program. Guys are out tearing it up with our coaches. And I got one of the coaches right here, Justin, kind of new to the gang. Yo, guys. And uh, what's, what's good about you know, having you on the show is that you're one of the frontline dudes here at AOC. And, and what I mean by that is you know, when guys contact us first, they usually speak with you or me right. or Alara. And then they speak with us again. We help get them registered and then – they come in and they end up staying with us half the time, depending on their locations and stuff like that. So I think it's important to sort of get you out, get your name out there, you know, so that people aren't like, who the heck is this schlub that Jordan stuck me with on the phone? Right? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So what we wanted to talk about today was actually pretty uh, compelling. Uh, we started this as just a conversation. I think we were just venting to each other, actually. Yeah. Um, and it was really frustrating for us. Because we realize, like, hey, you know, there's there's a lot of excuses coming out of people's mouths for not coming to AOC. And a lot of the time, you know, we, the more I've, I've realized it is that people actually kind of believe their own BS sometimes when it comes to this, right? Like, people think that their excuse is real, their excuse is valid, or they don't even see it as an excuse. They're like, no, I really can't do it because X, Y, and Z. And... Um, the psychology of excuses and sort of rationalization 
got really interesting. And we know that it's easier to figure out a reason why you can't do something than it is to actually change. Yes. Yeah. And um, so, it, you know, having an excuse, having some sort of BS in your way, why you can't do this, why you can't do that is easier than change because it props up your reality, your vi- your version of reality. Like, oh, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not the guy who does X, Y, and Z. I'm not the guy who can just do that type of thing and, and or learn that type of thing or, or you know. And we, so we came up with sort of a top list of the, the garbage that we've heard over the last, <laughs> you know, few years yep. uh, about why people don't come in for their program until they've sat on it for so, such a long time. And one of the most common things that happens is that people get in and go, man, you know, I wish that I'd done this earlier. And it makes me want to kind of like triple flying <laughs> sow cow ninja kick him in the jawbone with my foot bone because I'm like, I told you that three years ago when yeah. we first talked. And no better to discuss this subject than you yes. because how long did you fart around before you came for your program? I farted around for about two years. I discovered the podcast in 2010 and uh, – I think we talked for shortly after that we talked because uh, I really liked it and yeah I fired around for about two years and I swear there was times where you probably wanted to like reach around reach through the phone <laughs> line and yeah. fucking strangle me bam so yeah right it's been about two bones. years and uh, what we have here I think I threw every excuse at, you know to you at the book so yeah definitely so we actually did make a document yeah we came up with a list of about nine things that. Uh, we commonly hear and that I commonly used uh, before coming to my program. Right. The stuff that you actually believed at the time and now it's like, okay, maybe this is just other BS. Now you hear it from other people. You're like, dude, really? Yeah. I invented that. Right. 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 Like yeah. you're like, I am that guy. <laughs> I was that guy. That's I my know. move. That's why, yeah. that's why you're such a good front lines guy because people are like – well, no, you don't understand. You're like, no, 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 I, I, I do. Oh, I do. Because I invented that years ago. Like yeah. I went through that whole thing already. So let's just take it from the top. I mean, some of the some of the classic crap that we hear, um, and you know, some of these you'll have. If you're listening to this, some of these you'll be like, oh, that's not me. But be honest with yourself. Are you telling yourself these excuses? Because uh, if you are, you're not doing yourself any favors. Right. Uh, and you're actually hindering your own growth. And we all have what we call invisible scripts, right? Absolutely. Um, and these these are so, – every one of these excuses has a subscript, which means like a subtext. What you, what you say is different from what you actually mean, whether you realize it or not. And then also there's, a, there's an, a layer of invisible scripting where people don't necessarily even realize that they're telling themselves things that are inaccurate. Yep. And we do this all the time in our lives with food and working out and money, especially anything that's really important in relationships life is your social life is one of those things. I think, yeah, and it comes back to change, right? It's it's a lot harder to actually uh, change and, and, and create those goals, those reach, you know, those goals that are slightly out of reach because it, it oftentimes it's a little uncomfortable. So, um, Oftentimes you fall into like the two categories where people either believe their own BS or they've been telling others their own BS for so long that they just – now they just want to convince people because it props up their reality. Right. Now it's consistency. Yeah. Like you're thinking to yourself – if you ever – and think about this. I know I've done this before where you're like – you're telling somebody something that is just patently untrue. Right. But you're doing it because you've done it before and you're like I just have to keep kind of repeating this because I've – I've convinced myself of it 
even though at some level I know it's baloney. Right. 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 Like, and, and it's easier to hop on that train and just is. keep it going than to stop, do a reality check, and then be like, okay. Right. It's it's momentum. You've got like right. momentum going in the bad uh, wrong direction. And there's a lot of cognitive dissonance there too. It's like the guy who doesn't get into medical school and goes, "Cha, whatever. I didn't want to go to school for like ten years and then like go through a residency and get treated like shit and then you know like do this." Thing, man. I didn't want to do that anyway. I'm so much better off. I'm lucky I didn't get in. But really, you're kind of like, no, I really wish I got in, but I didn't. So now I'm doing something else, but it's okay. Yeah. Rather than being okay with it, it's just you rationalize it in a different way. And that's, that's fine. Sometimes things like that are helpful. Like, oh, you didn't get into the school of your choice. Good. Rationalize a different reason because otherwise there's your, your other choices, you just feel bad about it. But when it, there's action that can be taken and a difference that can be made like this situation – that's why we're doing the show is because it's like, think about this. If something that we say strikes close to home, then take a good look at yourself and think about, are you just saying this because you're afraid to take action? Another thing is talking about action is not taking action. And this is one of the, the top this is a top one. The yeah. top problems is a lot of people talk about coming to AOC. Yeah, man, someday I'm gonna do that, but someday never comes. Uh, oh, when I have more money. Well, no, you get more money and then you buy other crap. Like you bought a flat right. screen last week. Don't tell me you're going to do it when you get more money. You're wasting your money. Exactly. Why would you get more money? So, and, and like when you break people down, when they tell you that crap on the phone and you, t- and you break it down, you kind of say, when, w- when might that be? Well, what's your plan for that? You kind of right. get to this point where they, and I call people out on this, that you basically get to a point where they go, well, if money, and they don't say this literally, of course, but if money, falls from the sky and there's so much of it that I can't think of anywhere to spend it. I'll come and take this program <laughs> if I feel like it. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I think that, you know, this is good to have those reality checks because let's face it. When's the last time somebody really held us accountable for like not taking action or not going after the things that we said we want to do. So, you know, yeah. it's good to sit back, you know, look yourself in the mirror and be like, Am I really doing what I said I would set out to do, yeah. or am I just hiding behind one of these uh, subscripts that we're going to talk about in a little bit? Right, because most people don't have friends and family that will call them out on their right. crap. Yeah. Um, because people don't want to make waves, especially if you're the type of guy that gets all butt hurt about stuff like mm-hmm. that. Then, yeah, you don't have friends and family that want to go that go. Hey, man, you know you need to do this. One of the common things that AOC alumni ask me uh, is, how do I tell my friends about this? So we have a unit during the boot camp about how to tell your friends what you've done here. Yeah. And a lot of it circulates around just like very tactful ways to bring people into the fold because if you go it, you know, if you come back and you're light years ahead of all your friends socially that you used to hang out with all the time or that you still hang out with all the time, a lot of times those people are pissed. And we brought this up on the show about how people can get annoyed. But if you go, "Dude, you know, you need to work on your body language and here, I'll coach you and da da da." People just usually end up going, "You're a douche and I don't want to hang out right. with you." Right. They don't want to be told what to Right. Even yeah. though they might know damn well they need it, right. they really don't necessarily want to hear it from you. Right. That's one of the reasons why the show is popular because people can go, oh my god, I found this podcast and it's pretty funny and it's kind of informative. Maybe you could check it out. I'm right. going to be listening to it in the car when we drive to this place and maybe you'll enjoy it. You know, And then people will start listening secretly. A lot of guys that came through AOC are like, my friend told me about it. I started listening to it didn't tell him I started listening to right. it because I, I felt weird about it. And then like a year goes by and then it's like, so remember that podcast you told me about? And then guys will be like, yeah, I still listen to that every week. You do? Right. So do I. And you'll, you'll find people that have known each other for like a year and never said that they both listened to the show because there's oh. like that sort of <laughs> little stigma in their own mind attached to it. Right. And 
Yeah, and to follow with that, you know, what we do tell our guys uh, after boot camp is to lead by example because that's the best way to demonstrate this stuff and not to go home and just tell all their friends what they're doing wrong. Right, yeah, exactly. Which kind of comes back to taking action. It does, yeah. I know we digress a little bit, but talking about action is not taking action. A lot of guys, a lot of guys are like, well, you know, someday I'm going to do this, or they're like, yeah, you know, I – Listen to your show all the time, and that's awesome, and thank you for listening. Yes. But are you doing anything? Well, you know, I'm really busy, or blah, 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 or one of the other excuses that we'll get to in a second. But talking about action is not taking action. Talking about action, you're like the guy who goes on a one-day diet or goes to the gym once and is like, well, I went to the gym on Sunday, man, so like, you know, I'm good you know, I'm and good come for Mon- the week. Yeah you, yeah, you know, come Monday, you're like, oh man, it's Monday. I'm really busy and I'm tired. Tuesday comes around, you're like, you know, I, I need to go to the gym again. Okay, cool. Probably like tomorrow. Right. Wednesday comes around, man, I didn't get a chance to go. And then it's like, you know, once a week or once every other week, you're in the gym and yeah. it's just like, well, oh crap. That didn't work, did it? Or you're like you're you're no better than New Year's resolution guy who right. goes to the gym yeah. and hits the treadmill and is like, yeah. Or or if that or like, man, you know this this year I'm gonna lose tons of weight. Yeah, it's a loose, lofty goal. Right. It's also a vicious cycle, right? Because once they once you get like once you set out to do something and you don't make that a habit, uh, you'll fall off the bandwagon real quick, and then you're just like, oh, oh well, and you throw right. up your head. That's one of the reasons why New Year's resolutions don't work. Right. And it's one of the reasons why going to the gym once a week doesn't work. Doesn't work, yeah. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people tell me, I, I'm on Facebook all the time, as people who are friends with me on Facebook know. And I wish all my friends happy birthday when it comes around, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the things that I find kind of sad. Is there's a lot of you know self help type people have friended me on Facebook, uh-huh. and there's a lot of like marketer type people that have friended me on Facebook, and so when I hit them up for their birthday, um, w- the, a lot of guys I'm like, what's your goals? And some of these guys were into like multi level marketing or some other like weird Ponzi schemey type of stuff, and spare me the emails about how it's not because it is, uh, <laughs> you know, they'll send me something like, I want to get my uh, my my income level up to 30 grand and all this stuff. And I'm at first I was like, dude, I want, what do you do, man? I want to hear more about your business. Cause I'm thinking if this guy, his goal is to make over 30 grand a month, like he must be killing it right now. So I want to know what this guy does and I want to get some of his habits. So I, once I start digging deeper, I started to find out that these same people who had goals of like $30,000 a month were currently making like, less than a dollar a day or a couple dollars a day and I'm thinking whoa 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 you're not trying to go from like 10,000 to 30,000 or 20,000 to 30,000 you're right. trying to go from like you have a day job and you do this on the side and you're lucky to make a couple hundred bucks a month too I want my business to explode 300,000% this year and I'm like what the yeah. heck are you talking about dude right like, literally impossible unless you've got some sort of huge team or like major leverage or like a like a very, a really good resource. Product. Yeah, groundbreaking yeah. product. Like if you're just selling like telecom services or something like that, you expect to go from zero to that. There's nothing wrong with being in that kind of business. I'm not. I don't, I'm not here to judge that. But what I, which I already did earlier. But the thing is, is you're setting yourself up to fail because then if you start earning three thousand dollars a month or like two thousand dollars a month from this side business, you totally blew your goal by like you know a crap ton. Right, and you just feel bad about it. Right, and you're setting yourself up to fail. Because if you just go, I want to get this to the point where I'm ROI positive, you know, right. then it's like, great. 
And if you get there early, cool, set a higher goal and go for it. But a lot of people, they set these crazy goals and it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of silly. It's, it is. It, is. it, it sucks and, for them. And it's a great, you know, it's cool that you're motivated and it's cool that to have that motivation, but you have to realize that you're going to set yourself up for failure if you don't have inter, uh, incremental steps right. uh, to, to make those attainable. But anyway, the show's not yeah. about setting yeah. goals, the, yeah, but right. the point is that talking about doing something is not the same as doing something. And we, this frustrates us because we get a lot of guys who are like, listen, man, you know, I need to talk to you. I want to talk to you about programs. And then you go, cool. When are you thinking about coming in ballpark? And they're like, uh, like, you know, maybe like three to five years. And I'm thinking, why are we on the phone right now? Thanks for the call, but we're not doing squat. You just want to feel better about yourself right now. So you're kind of wasting my time. Well, and, and theirs. And theirs, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're wasting their own time yeah. because they're going, I'm talking to the guys at AOC about a program. Meanwhile, it's talking like, about taking action. Yeah, talking about taking action. Nothing gets accomplished on that call other than you go, you pat yourself on the back and go, Yeah, I listened to another episode of the show today. It was awesome. And I'm not telling you to stop doing that stuff. Obviously, definitely don't stop listening yeah. to the show. But don't think that just because you're passively listening to the podcast on your commute to work, that you're somehow absorbing all of this material in the most effective way possible. Sure, you're going to get some stuff, but if the programs weren't like a, like just light years ahead in the way that we teach these skills, mm-hmm. then we would have our podcast do all the work, right. and we would have an army of people running around doing this stuff, if and null- I would have my own jet that flies <laughs> in space because it would be, be a bajillionaire. Right, and it, it's it's one of those things that if knowledge alone was – the key, then we wouldn't have boot camps that change people got you know right. change changes lives. Yeah, because we'd be able to teach it all through audio, which yeah. is impossible. So um, I kind of want to dive into some of the other excuses here because I think guys get the idea. They're like, okay, okay I get it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I know a lot of guys think about taking action, but they're they, a lot of people don't even know why they're not taking action. They're just like, yeah, yeah, maybe later. I'm doing stuff right now. Dot dot dot. Don't feel like mentally dealing with it. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to Kajabi dot com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. All right, let's get back to the show. A lot of people think that this stuff won't work for them, uh, which is kind of a valid question. Like maybe this won't work for me, 
because I don't know anybody else that's gone through similar changes and I've been this way my whole life. Right. So they, I understand why people might go, huh, I don't know, it's a lot of money and it might not work. And it's easy for me to go, hey, well, we have a money-back guarantee, which we do. But people go, yeah, but I'm not going to like spend a week in L.A. and then be like, yo, I need my time back because I can't give you that back. Yeah. And it requires planning and investment. But that's why applying some of the stuff you learn on the show is so valuable. Because exactly. Because you apply a few things and you go, dude, I've applied like two things that I learned from 10 episodes of your show and it changed my worldview – uh, and my interactions are totally different. We get email like this all the yeah. time. And guys I get in the guys, chat yeah, all the, time. all the time. They're like, Toolbox totally changed so the, my game around. The guys who apply like one or two things and see how this stuff works, those are the guys that like are beating down the door to get in because right. they see the results. So if you don't know if this stuff will work for you, try some of it on your own. Even if you get mediocre results because you don't know what the hell you're doing, then you'll still see results. And you, you know – Okay, I applied this one idea kind of, sort of, and I kind of, sort of got results. Imagine what happens when we're like, here's how you do it exactly right every single time, and here's how your results are going to be amazeballs like they're right. alumni. Now you start to see the, the positive reinforcement. But everybody thinks that their excuse is valid, right? Everyone right. rationalizes, no, my situation is unique. Mine is different. My reason is, is you don't understand. And that's why you're sitting here, Justin, because you – you invented pretty much everything that's on this board right now. <laughs> yes, I did. Trying to get in here. And tell why do people create these these sort of beliefs in their head? You know, we have a lot of reasons. I mean, there are a lot of things that people say that think is valid and so it's all kind of unique, but I think when it comes down to it, it's Honestly, I think I think it's at, at a deep level, it's kind of like a fear, right? It is. You exactly. Know? At, at a very deep level. I know that I was kind of nervous actually that's an understatement i was really nervous coming in um because in my situation i had some social anxieties and yeah. that's and that's what i came here for um but yeah at a, at a deep level it's it's fear because change is kind of scary you have to go outside right. of your comfort zone you know if you want to accomplish anything in your life you're gonna have to do that right and it's just there's no way about that otherwise you're just living in this bubble and you know you're your life starts becoming a routine. I think we talked about this on a walk. You know, we, we hear a lot of times that guys, you know, they work, they wake up, go to work, uh, come home, maybe grab some happy hour seldomly, but most of the time they're, they're exhausted and they just want to go watch some Netflix or something. And, you know, we ask them about their weekend and they're just like, yes, kind of what I did. And, and, and then they start complaining that their lives are boring. So, to wrap it sort of all up, deep down it's fear, and right. it's because change require you know requires, requires work. You, requires work, and and that work is getting outside your comfort zone. Yeah. It makes people go, eh, no, I don't really want to do that because it's a black box. I don't know how I'm going to get there. Slash, I don't know if this will work for me. So I'm scared to make a move. Right. So I'm just not going to do anything. And to bounce off that, this won't work for me is is kind of like saying my situation is so unique and I'm going to wait for this program that's tailored to my exact situation and just wait for it to fall out of the sky. Right. And the truth of the matter is is like that's just never going to happen. Right. It's never going to happen. And and people people don't realize like what one of the things that we specialize in here is we make it impossible for you to not succeed if you follow the program. Right. Because it's kind of like this, and and since most people have never done any kind of growth program like this, the difference is: imagine if you counted all your you're trying to lose weight, right? You count all your calories, you eat good quality food, 
You have a nutritionist monitoring what you eat. You go to the gym every day, work with a trainer every day. It's literally at that point, barring any kind of weird like health, freakish health issues that are diagnosed by a real doctor, not just in your head, it's impossible to not lose weight at that point. It's impossible because you have a caloric deficit, you're eating high-quality food, and you're working out burning calories and building muscle. It's impossible to not lose fat doing that. We have that set up here at AOC, and I'd love to be able to explain how, but it's impossible with audio other than saying you're going through, you have coaches by your side, you have drills and exercises. We're making sure that you get it right, and you can apply it in real life, and we're setting goals for you every day here on the program. So guys who don't think that this is going to work for them, obviously what we want to communicate here is it can't not work for you. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of guys to, in this category will be like, can, can one re- really make the difference? And what, what they don't understand is that it's a, it's a process. Right. So starting this process is by coming to the boot camp, and we, there's pre-programmed material, and then there's, there's things that we have – uh, through our alumni network that helps support guys as they grow, you know, but you have to get to the door and open it and walk through it before you can get to that point. Right. Yeah. Like you, we're not going to change you overnight right. in, in the week. You're going to, we're not promising it's, that you're going to shift, shift shit into high gear like crazy during that week, but you're also going to have done prep beforehand. And then there's prep afterwards and it's or post follow up afterwards. It's very detailed and exact. And that's the same thing that you need for any kind of change. Like I'm learning Chinese right now. I don't just go to class on Wednesday, phone it in, and then go home and forget about Chinese. Like I'm always looking at stuff, always studying right. vocabulary, listening to stuff in the car, you know, trying to talk to people in Chinese wherever I can. Like that, that stuff is important. You can't just come to the boot camp, pop back out, not talk to anybody for 90 days because you're back in your cubicle and be like, huh, that didn't stick. Right. I mean that – and we don't let you do that. No. You know, we don't it, let you do that. It doesn't happen. <laughs> but I just want people to know that, you know, that, that if you're thinking – I don't think this will work for me because I'm dot, dot, dot. That's a fear-based position, and it's an excuse, and it's something that is not any more valid than anybody else's excuse. We've heard it all, and you had all of those excuses. Yeah, I definitely threw that one at you um, probably more than a few times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now, what are some of the other more popular ones? I mean, one of the, one of the favorites is, of course, time. Time, yeah. Everybody values their time. Of and course. And I, I won't argue. Time is important. Uh, it's really important, but I think that there's some out there that have an artificial sense of how important their act, their time really is. Mm-hmm. And again, it comes down to the fear-based thing. But um, a lot of a lot of times, what we hear is, "I don't have time for this. I can't take off work. I've, I've heard I don't get vacation, which I don't. You know, let's face it. Right. Everybody gets vacation. Yeah, it's a matter of prioritizing right. it. Exactly. You know, even even uh, and there's plenty of guys that are like, I can't leave work. I can't leave work. I can't leave work. We even offer the op- option to split the program into two pieces for those guys. And, like if, and guys do it. Yeah. And guys do it. Um, it, it's kind of funny because uh, some people are generally very very pressed for time. But I'm always laughing when some dude who works at like, and no offense, like a government office is like, dude, I don't have time for this. I, I work too much. And then there's a guy who like is a C level executive at a Fortune 500 company. And is like, I'll make it happen. Right. And yeah, he's on his BlackBerry during every break, and he's sure. got his laptop out every morning, and he stays up late when he comes back every night doing stuff. But he prioritized it and made it happen. So when right. a college student goes, "Oh man, I don't have time," I'm just like, "Sorry, bro, but I've got to call bullshit right now on that." Yeah, and and one of my it was in my second boot camp. We had um, 
a guy in from Australia. He owned his own. He was an eye surgeon. He owned his own clinic. And every morning he was on the computer um, and evening actually uh, checking emails and, and doing that stuff. So, you know, coming here isn't going to take you away from a lot of your priorities. And in fact, some guys take it as a fun vacation. Yeah, and, and another thing is you got to think about what you're spending your time doing. Right. If you're spending your free time hanging out with your friends, going out and complaining about how your social life sucks or not going out with your friends and complaining about how much your social life right. sucks, then can you afford to not spend the time investing in this? Exactly. Uh, that's really what it comes down to. You know, like there's, it's, it's like the guys who go, man, I, I don't have time to go to the gym. No, you, you, you do. You just don't want to because getting up early sucks. Great example of this is our reading accountability buddy system. That's right. Because we were we we both were complaining like I don't have time to read, and then we were like, wait a minute, we're not making time to read. Yeah. And so we started this thing where we hold ourselves accountable. Yeah. And I had to call bullshit on myself because I'm like, I have a crap load of free time. Right. You know, working for the Art of Charm is very busy. Yeah. But let's be honest. I'm not exactly running around town all right. day in a car in a place where I can't read. I'm surrounded by books, most of them sent by authors who are like, please read my book so I, I can come on your show or whatever. Yeah. And there's constantly – they're coming in and so I'm overwhelmed by it. So I go, well, I don't have time to read. But it's such a load of crap. It is. Because when I quote unquote don't have time to read, meanwhile, I, I'm spending like an hour plus a day on like friggin' Facebook and reading yeah. news YouTube, articles. YouTube, whatever. Yeah, YouTube. I just yeah. watched like 20 minutes of YouTube yeah. earlier. It was yeah. fun and it was funny and it helped my hangover a little bit. Yeah. But I really should have picked up the book that's literally right next to yeah, my laptop exactly. and picked it up and yeah. read. So it can't. I don't want to even hear from myself, oh, bro, I don't have time to read because I know that's such a load of shit. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's like this, it's the same thing. Don't have time to work out. Don't have time to eat right. Don't have mm-hmm. time for this. You have time for this. It's just that you're scared to pick it up because I know that when I start reading that book, it's going to go slow and yeah. I'm going to have to think and put cognitive effort into it and take notes in the margin so I can apply the material. And that's like studying, right? And I'm going, ugh, I don't want to do that. Right. It's fun it when I do effort. it, but it requires effort and that's yeah. where I'm chickening out and yeah. I know that. So you've got to take a good hard look at yourself if you're the guy who doesn't have time for this. You're listening to this on your commute. Awesome. But really, you got time. Yeah. you d- you got time. Yeah. You can make time. It, you know, time is something that you have control over uh, for the most part, and mm-hmm. you can you can make time for it. It's just a matter of prioritizing it and and making it important. Insert sample of "Ain't Nobody Got Time for That." So, uh, also, there's "Do It Later" guy, right? Yeah, yeah. There's "Do It Later" guy. There's uh, again, it's. I like to start off with it. It is a fear based thing because they're just like it's pushing something off until the nebulous region of I'll just do it later. And what that is, is it's kind of like setting a lofty goal. It's not something you're ever really fully intended on doing. It just feels better to say, Oh, I will eventually do this later. Um, because I've got more important stuff to do. Like, watch youtube or something right well it's this, or play it's, some video that's, games yeah that's the guy who goes i'll start going to the gym it, just as soon as i dot 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 whatever yeah, yeah. and if it's, it's guy, monday they're like i'll go wednesday right like or next week i'm not eating another like it's the same with quitting smoking or something yeah. like that like all right this is my last cigarette well i don't know i have half a pack left okay so after this pack i'm done not right. gonna smoke after this uh after this pack and then that pack is empty and then it's like well, man, I got a lot of stress at work this week, so I'm gonna. I, I can't. I can't be quitting right now. I got to do this, and then they buy another pack. But it's all rationalized, right? It's. I, it's, I can totally relate because I quit smoking about three or 
actually about four or five years now. And uh, I went through the same thing. In fact, it took me months to quit because I was rationalizing it every time. I, I stopped buying cigarettes, right? Right. But I'd still be the guy at a bar where all my buddies are smoking, and I'd be like, hey, man, can I bum one? Because I was rationalizing, like, oh, I feel better because I stopped buying them, but I'm still engaged in the bad habit. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'll just do it later. Yeah, there's there's so much of that. And it, last night I went outside. We were out at the bar on Valentine's yeah. Day because that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> and I went outside. I, I can't remember why exactly. I was looking for someone or something. Or I had to make a phone call. I don't know. We were pretty three sheets to the wind by that point. But there are all these people smoking out there. Yep. And it was funny because I was like, hey, man, uh, do you have – and I can't remember what I asked him for, like change for a five or something like that. And again, I can't remember exactly what the hell – happened last night entirely but uh he was like yeah hold on and then he's like oh uh, i've got a cigarette oh i don't know what to do like he couldn't get in his pocket because he was holding the cigarette and he goes i don't even smoke i'm just like a social smoke and i'm like you're a perfect stranger and you're telling me oh i don't even smoke da, 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 da. and i'm like why would you care what i think yeah i'm not judging you and then i realized this guy doesn't care what i think he's not worried about me judging him he's telling me to convince himself right Again, probably about reality. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't give a crap whether or not you're a smoker or not. I don't right. know you. You can yeah. get hit by a garbage truck and fire. <laughs> I mean, that's awful. But I that's would, even, I would <laughs> never. I would never. My world would not change one split. Right. Anything. Nothing. And you know, it's just like it, it's it's that propping up of your own reality. You know, yeah. I'll do it later. Oh yeah, you know, I'll do it later. It's it's the sh- just shelving it, just yep. tabling it, pushing it push off, push it off, later kick later. the can further down the road, yep. and. You know if you're that guy who's like, someday I'll do that, you're just kicking the can further down the road. You're not getting any younger. Right. You know, if you're a 20-something, 30-something-year-old guy and you're thinking, someday I want to do that, well, wh- well what are you waiting for? Exactly. What happens is a few years later, they really it really sinks in that they aren't getting any younger and and it's not a good position to be in. I was, I was like that. I'm 28 and, you know, I listened to the program for a, a while and I sometimes I kick myself because I'm like – how far ahead would I be now, you know, if I took it earlier versus where I'm at now? Yeah, the do it later, propping up my own reality, that sort of thing. It just, you know, for the young guys out there, it's as, as someone that's older, I would have rather handled this shit back when I was like 21 or 22. Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. And it's it's not even just – and we're using the programs as an example here because that's what we see we from do. the program, yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys. But the same thing goes for – Going to the gym, starting to to eat right, taking a class, learning a skill that you want to learn. Uh, Martial arts or something. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. getting a job that you want. Right. Uh, Anytime anytime you want to put yourself out there and engage in a little bit of risk, there's always the temptation to do it later, kick the can down the road, quit tomorrow. Go to college for the guys that had that gap. After high school, yeah. Oh, I'll just go to college later, and so you much know. harder to go back. What's that? They said it's so much harder to oh, go back. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's way harder to go like, back. Like now that I'm done with uh, with school, and I took a freaking ton of it. For those of you guys who know, I went through law school and everything. Right. I could never go back now, and I and I I feel bad saying this because I don't want to like psych anyone out of going to school, but homework sucks ass. And I'm 33. I haven't had homework for years, and it sucks. Having a job is so much better than college. Right. So much better right. than college. Right. I, I can't even tell you. I uh, I did the college thing, uh, and for me, it just I, re- I I just personally would rather work um, and make money. But 
everyone, you know, each their own. It goes back to that though, is you got to start, you got to start somewhere and just pushing off the job, uh, getting more social, Eat learning a new school. Yeah. You, you got to do yeah. it. You got you to gotta figure out – and the, the best way to do this is to attack, again, little pieces at a time, right? Like the same with this won't work for me type of guy. Try some small things at once, yeah. right? Like you don't have to quit smoking, quit drinking, start going to the gym and start eating healthy the same week. And I wouldn't recommend that. I would not That's recommend that. That's a lot to no. take on at once. Like step one, start going to the gym Yeah, because you're probably not going to want a freaking – camel crush menthol cigarette after you just lifted weights right right and then you're probably not going to want to go get a double whopper with a diet coke and a bunch of fries after you go to the gym either because you just worked all that right because you just worked a bunch of it off and if you look at the calorie counter you're going to want to hang yourself right right so and also (laughs) i find for me you know when i go to the gym and i'm working out the last thing i want to do is put crap into my body because i feel like i want something a little cleaner after a gym exactly whatever and so you know it's it actually helps you. Building one habit starts to help build the other one, and you start to get confidence in yourself. Yeah. Right. You start to trust yourself, which right. is very important because a lot of times, if you set yourself up to fail, like quit drinking, quit smoking, quit da 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 da, start eating right all at once, you're you're probably not going to be able to do that. So it's a it, lot to handle. It's a lot to handle at once. So what happens is you fail, and then you go, you throw the baby out with the bathwater. Well, I had a cigarette, so now I'm going to eat a burger, and then I'm going to not go to the gym. I'm just going to fart around and get high or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's easy to throw and the baby out with the bathwater instead of it, building habits. It's so much more powerful when you can get a small victory under the belt and you're just like, yeah, I just made it a habit to go to the gym. Um, or I just decided I'm going to quit drinking soda, which I did actually a while ago. Yeah. And just having that small victory um, really propels you to get more victories. Right. It's, it's just like it's the minimal amount of action required to get – any results at all. Yeah. And Tim Ferriss talks a lot about this as yeah. well, especially in like four hour body. It's okay. like, yeah, you could do all of this amazingly complicated stuff or just work out this much, this little exactly. tiny amount and do it this way. And then you'll see results. And then you're going to want to do it all the time. Cause you're like, <laughs> Holy crap. Right. This is awesome. And I'm getting returns. All right, let's get back to the good stuff. I know there's a lot of other reasons why uh, why guys don't do something and, and you know excuses, money, time, all that stuff. But one of the ones that I found for the boot camp as well is that we were too far away. I had a guy be like, "Man, I live in Arizona," or "Man, you guys ever come up to San Jose?" And I'm like, "Dude, it's so frustrating." Because I'm like, "Why would I come to your backyard? Did the where did you go to college? Did they come to you?" Right. Does like, the gym come to does you? Does the gym come to you? Yeah. Like, why the hell? What the hell? Why would I go to your house to teach you this? Right. It's just like an undercover. The subscript there is is what? The subscript there is you don't want to leave your comfort zone, right? That's the subscript. That's what they're telling you. Or that's what your your subconscious mind is, is really saying when you say it's too far. You could You could use that for the gym. It's too far to go to the gym. It's too far to go to college. It's too far... Uh, to go hang out at this really awesome party that's you know an hour away that would probably be totally awesome, but you're like, eh, I don't want to risk it. I don't really want to, you know, go all that all the way out there. It's and, kind of like a metaphor for leaving your comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. Though, right? It's re- it's leaving that bubble, and that's and that's what the subscript is when when someone says, oh, it's too far. Yeah, it's like it's almost like psychically too far, psychologically right. yeah, too far. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe there's just some dissonance there. Yeah, because when we get – and I know it's not actually the distance, right? Because like guys are like, oh, I live in San Jose or Arizona or San Diego like two hours away. 
There's there's routinely guys here from like Denmark, Australia, which is literally as far away as you can go on the planet. The right. guys routinely fly here from there, from Asia, Europe. Yeah. I mean, they fly Last guy 20 was from out, UK. South Africa, like 21-hour flight to get here, including yeah. all that crappy layovers and stuff. And meanwhile, the guy who could drive here but would take all afternoon in the car can't right. make it out here. And it, it's just like – it's just a comfort zone thing, right? It just makes no sense. It's not the real excuse, right? We've had this happen before. Like, oh, if you guys come to Corpus Christi – it was some town near there. Then we'll do that. And I was like, well, it's not really worth it. And he's like, no, I've got like four or five guys that want to do this. So we booked it down there. We had a venue. We had a couple people registered. Sorry, we're on the loudest block in Hollywood here. Yeah. Of course, they're you know, in L.A. So you get to enjoy a little side noise. But the guys were just like ready to go. And we're like, great. We are literally now coming to your town. Well, guess what? All of those guys except for one was like, oh, uh, no, now I'm busy. And now I can't afford it. And now I'm got a girlfriend now i did yeah so it was just once we got rid of that objection there was right. just something else it's, there it's instead. another one yeah so we now know that it's not location ever. right it's really it's never location yeah whenever there's a goal for you know if you want to travel or do anything it's 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 never it's really never too far it's 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 really how far you make it in your mind you know that's where it starts it you're make you're actually artificially creating that distance it's not actually that far if you really wanted to go do it. Far away, at least on my end, was right. it's it's artificially creating the distance. It's right. not it's not actually like real in my opinion. Right, like it's emotional distance. It's yeah. like being like the gym is too far away. Yeah. Like, really, dude? Yeah. Like you can't get there? You really right. can't get there or you just don't want to deal with getting there. Right. Right. Or getting that dream job. Oh, that's too far away because it's like somewhere off in this nebulous you know, distance and it's just, it's, it's just an artificial creation. I moved. Yeah, I agree. I moved out of Michigan and, uh, my cousin came here to California to hang out with me once and she had just moved to Texas. And she said, if you hadn't moved, I would never have left Michigan. And it's not, I was like, why? Cause we weren't close or anything in Michigan. Okay. Um, and she was like, I just never thought of moving. I just never thought of leaving. And she's wow. like, now I would never go back. Right. And I'm like, you just never thought of like leaving your – it just never occurred to her to leave her comfort zone. Yeah. And she she before – her argument before was I can't move. Why? Right. Well, I grew up here and, you know – and I'm like that's not a reason yeah. that you can't do something, that you, you've always been doing it. Like what? Right. That's like – it's like a – it's like a fat person going, well, I can't lose weight because I, I I've been fat since I was a kid. Yeah. Well, it's like a helplessness. Like, yeah, oh, it's totally I'm just going to shrug my shoulders and yeah. oh, well. Or like, I can't earn money or, or get a good job because I grew up poor. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Some of the wealthiest people in America yeah. came here Started with, with nothing. like nothing. And uh, it's, it's, ridic- you know, it's ridiculous. It's just like, well, I've always been doing it that way. So it, you have to realize that that's a choice that you make and not, right. not actually – Nothing is keeping you from doing that. Exactly. It's a choice that you make to stay and that saying way. saying that something is too far is a choice that you're – it's – you know, you're telling yourself that. Nobody else is. Right. It's the age of like – we can get on a flight. You can go to the airport right now, yeah. buy a ticket with a credit card to fly anywhere on the planet. Yeah. So the fa- like getting there – if you said you couldn't get here and it was 1935, then okay. I understand yeah, I that. that. Yeah. You don't want to get on a boat? Yeah. Freaking – you know, spend you want to risk your life here? going across the Understood. Pacific Ocean or whatever. But yeah. now you can get to Australia by the weekend, yeah, and chill in Melbourne or Sydney or or whatever. Yeah, Canberra. If so you're really ambitious, yeah, Darwin. It's, it now it's more of just an artificial reason, right? 
And so give us some sort of coping strategies that you've you've got some ideas on how to get over that. Because that was one of your things. You were in Seattle and you're like, I don't know, you're all the way in L.A. And I was like, you got to be shitting me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally – yeah. I, I definitely use the you're too far um, where it kind of stemmed from was like, oh, I have to like travel and spend money on airplane fare and stuff like that. When I like looked at tickets, I was like – that's really not bad, and I know yeah, a lot like one ninety. Yeah, and I know a lot of guys are a lot further than I was, but again, I had to kind of look at myself in the mirror and be like, you know, am I just using this as a way to push off, you know, another year where I don't actually change and grow? Am I using this? You know, what's going on here? Is this is this an excuse or is this an actual legitimate reason? And when I, you know, took a look at everything, it it. It was an excuse, you know. I was just, I was just pushing it off so I didn't have to leave my comfort zone, and I was creating an artificial thing. So what guys can do is um, get creative. You know, first you have to recognize that this is an artificial reason because when there's a will, there's a way. Right. As cliche as it is, right? As cliche as cliche as that is, yeah, it's true. I mean, if you really want to do something, you're going to figure it out. You know, if you want to travel the world, you know. How far is that? Like, I love going to islands. Is Bali really that far away? No. It is in my mind, though. So what guys need to do is come to the table and and just realize that that's just – it's really not a reason. Have you been to Bali? No, I want to, though. Yeah. We should, we should maybe do that. I'm down with that. Yeah. I, I feel like there's people listening right now who live in Bali. Hey, if they, if they are listening – I, I would like to have that connection. Let's couch surf yeah. in Bali. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Bali boot camp. <laughs> maybe later. Oh, maybe later. Um, one of the most common objections that we get are money issues. And, and yes, this is – we're going to use, again, the example of the boot camp. But people bring up money issues for everything. I hear this all the time. Everything. I don't have money to travel. I don't have money to get a – nicer car and that's why I don't get girls or I don't have money for rents. I don't have money for this. Right. And these same people seem to have like a bunch of crap and it's like the priorities are off. The management right. skills are off. Um, a lot of people are living outside their means. Uh, but what, what it really comes down to is a lot of people don't think about where they invest their money. I know you had some thoughts on this. I do. Uh, this is one of my favorite ones because uh, I probably use I, – I think I hammered this one home. Um, yeah. Before coming you here, you used the shit out of I that used one. The shit you got out a of lot this. of mileage. <laughs> I got, that one. yeah, I did. And uh, you know, it's it just comes down to where your priorities are, like you said. But really, what money should do for you is be an investment for your future, and not mainly not into things that depreciate, like buying that new flat screen TV. That you probably don't need, or the new cell phone that just came out that has right. all these nifty like features. Like, that. trust me, I definitely want a new phone. Is it? Do I really need it? No. no. Is it going to help me in my future? No. And so that's that's my main thought on that. Is that especially with something like this, or like with traveling, or like getting another job, you know, or starting your own business? I mean, you should use that money to help propel you into your future rather yeah. than have it be a monkey on your back like a car payment. Right. One of the th- one of the guys we had on the show all the time, Ramit Sethi, uh, teaches from I Will Teach You to Be Rich. One of the things that he said that I love and that he actually mentioned AOC on one of his blogs is you the best investment you can make is in yourself. Right. Absolutely. Your skill set, uh, experiences. And there's been a lot of 
there have been a lot of studies as well about happiness. And uh, one of the things that they said happy people do, there's a, a lot of them come down to habits and like things right. that you value and like where you, where you prioritize things, not surprisingly. Happy people spend their money more on experiences than they do on things. And that goes along with what you were saying is that flat screen is super cool. It's not worth shit after a while. In a few years, it's literally worth less than nothing because now you have to try to get rid of it to get another one that has more bells and whistles. Yep. But if you spent that money on a trip to China or a How long camp, is that going to last? Example, I mean, that's a memory. Right, You're memories, a memory. stories. Yeah. And they even said that people who have experiences during the experience was when the, the, the happiness point was lower than it was both before for anticipation and oh, afterwards when wow. you're recalling the stories. Wow. So like that so what that means is that if you come with me to say China, the funnest part of the trip to China is going to be before you go to China and after you get back from China. Right, so all those like, people who so are like cool. it's a lot for a week long thing. During the week, during the program, you're gonna be tired. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To use our program as an analogy, you're gonna be tired, you're gonna be beat, you're gonna be having the time of your life and making new friends, but you won't really that won't really hit you until like you get home, you'll be like, "Holy crap, that was epic!" Which is right? what we call the halo effect, right, which happens effect. to every every alumni. But yeah, it's it's about investing smartly in in things that will bring you happiness and 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 memories. Like like I like that study that you just mentioned because that is that nails it. You know, yeah. buying that car or that TV or that new phone isn't going to generate a whole lot of you know net happiness. It might be a little spike because you're like, oh, this is pretty cool, but that's right. going to wear off real quick. Yeah. But a trip, trip to China, you know, a trip around the world, whatever. Any kind of experience. Any kind of experience, you know. Anything that can't get blown up by an asteroid exactly. or a meteor <laughs> or whatever, yeah. whatever's like yeah. hitting the ground these yeah. days. Exactly. Yeah, that exactly. should be a good rule of thumb. If it can get destroyed by a meteor, don't invest in it. Don't invest in it, <laughs> right. Right, but if if it is going to bring like a really cool, memorable experience uh, and right. something that you can make a story out of, that is, in my opinion, totally worth it. And that's why we just booked tickets to Chelyabinsk, Russia. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We're gonna have a pit stop in Bali, though. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, going back into into some of the other more sort of insidious uh, excuses that people have, uh, one that I find really troubling and. A lot of these guys are almost like kind of lost souls uh, when it comes down to it is the guy who wants to figure – quote, unquote, figure this stuff out for himself. Yes. And and the reason that this is such a problem is it – I like – I love figuring stuff out for myself. Right. But I'm not teaching myself Chinese without any learning materials. I'm not uh, trying to get in shape without a trainer because I've, tri- I've played that game before and I got more results in one year with a trainer than I did my whole life just pretending like I'm lifting weights at the gym while watching the basketball game <laughs> on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and really what it is, is is your ego going, I'm ashamed in some way to ask for help in this area because I feel like I'm supposed to already know this. Exactly. Exactly. It's And that's exactly what it is. That's a subscript. You know, It's, it's the ego wanting – because the ego is pretty sensitive, right? It doesn't want to admit that it needs help. It doesn't want to admit that maybe getting – hiring that personal trainer um, – will improve my results, uh, going to like, I don't know, yoga or something will actually make me feel mentally better. They right. want to like try and figure it themselves out. Uh, and so like, you'll try and go like on YouTube and, you know, try and figure some stuff out. You'll listen to some podcasts, which is great. Uh, nothing wrong with that, but that should help you on your way to actually, you know, 
investing in in self improvement. Yeah, and, and the one of the problems is. If you don't know, you don't have a game plan, right, to get right. to where you want to go. Like, yeah, you want to figure this stuff out for yourself, but what are you going to figure out? How are you going to go about that? That's where these sort of excuses to tend that? to break down, right? Like, yeah. oh, it's the same thing like the income guy I was talking to before. I'm like, great, how are you going to get there? And they go, I'm just going to work really hard. And right. I'm like, what, did, what What? the fuck does that mean? Yeah, that doesn't mean that anything. Mean? That doesn't, doesn't mean, mean anything. anything. No. no, what are you going to do? You're going to read all of the marketing materials from the company that they mail you with your Herbalife stuff or whatever. Right. That's that's what I hear, right? Oh, uh, you know, I'm working really hard. Oh, I'm building my network. What's that mean? Well, you know, you're just calling your family. Like, there's there's not a lot of real action there. There's no game plan. It's just okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. And also, you develop craptacular habits when you try yes. to learn stuff on your own. You try to learn how to play basketball, any sports, lifting weights. You right. try to do anything on your own without training. You develop a lot of bad habits, and you can cut your learning curve down significantly yeah. by not doing that. No, totally. Like if you keep repeating the same thing over and over again, even if it's a bad habit, it's going to get ingrained, and you're just going to keep doing it. And then you're going to get frustrated because you won't see very tangible results, and you know that's a big time waster. Yeah. You well, know? anybody who doesn't believe that bad habits are created by doing this, a- a- anybody out there who smokes – or oh, or yeah. drinks. When you first had booze, did you like the taste? Don't even try to tell me that you did. Right? No, you acquired it. Yeah. Why? Because you built the bad habit. If you're smoking, the first time you had a cigarette, you thought, "Why the hell do people do this? It's disgusting." Yeah. But now you smoke a pack a day. You acquired it. You built that bad habit. Right? Yep. There's you, you eat junk food. That stuff. Hey, that tastes great. It though. tastes amazing, right? So that okay, that's an exception. Until, but, well, until you you know start getting that tire right. around your belly, right? No, no, no. I'm just I'm yeah. playing. But like that that stuff, like drinking, like I'm we're loving this beer right now. But when I was 15 years ago, when I was a teenager, stuff tasted like crap. My it's, grandfather first introduced me to Budweiser, and I was like seven. I hated it. Yeah, it's disgusting. Hated it. I like, I, my mom used to get mad at my dad because I'd be like, Dad, can I have a sip of your beer? And he used to drink like Bush beer, which nice. probably isn't even around anymore um, in Michigan or like old Milwaukee. And I would I would take a sip and I'd be like, Bleh, and I would spit it out and I'd be like, yeah. And I always I, – every time you'd have a beer open up north, I would I would taste it and I'd be like, this is fucking gross. This is really gross. And my mom yeah. used to be like, don't let him do that. And he's like, whatever. I don't care. And honestly, retrospect, such a good idea to let me try it because years later, I was never like – Dude, we should totally drink beer. I was like, that stuff tastes like freaking butt. But yeah. I don't want this at all. And then once I started drinking, like to get totally hammered when I was in Germany, I was like, oh, I guess I can stomach this because then I'll be drunk and it's so much fun, right? Right. But I still didn't like beer. I had to acquire it over time, and now I had to drink really good beer a lot in Germany to get the taste for that. Yeah, and you can call that a bad habit. I mean, yeah. Oh, hundred I mean, yeah. percent. Drinking is definitely a bad it's habit. Not, There's it's no not, way around yeah. it. There's no way around that. Yeah. Cheers, um, by the way. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> so, yeah, and so jumping to what somebody can do to develop good habits is to, you know, take a mentorship with somebody that's really, like, say, successful, you know, and and mentor their good habits. You know, follow. It's it's uh, I like to call it modeling, right? You mm-hmm. model for success. You model for good habits, but it takes you searching for that somebody to to get you there so if it's if you want to be successful getting a new job or or whatever coming to the art charm and improving your social you know social circle and and social life you know you gotta 
you got to model after people that have good habits. What's really important there is if you don't have a role model for this, you know, that's one of the things that is, is such a benefit of being here at AOC. Not only do you get to stay with the coaches and see us do it firsthand, but then when you're in the alumni network, now you're hanging out with other people who all have good habits yeah. and can all do this. So you start to model each other, which is even more important. Yeah. Um, I, really, I really think that one of the strongest elements of the whole AOC, uh, the whole Art of Charm boot camp process, is the alumni network that you get to be a part of after your program. Yeah, because there's guys that they're, they're bent on self-improvement and, you know, and they're most of the time really successful guys. Yeah. You know? Not to mention it's pretty cool having a, a brother to crash with in any corner of the world – that uh, yeah. we've had guys. I, n- I don't know if I told you this. We had a couple guys come through the program, and then they all packed up their stuff after the program, like a month later, and they all went backpacking through Europe together because they got along so well during their program. That's and, awesome. And then when they were in Europe, they stayed with AOC alumni in every city that they went to, so they didn't pay for any lodging. Oh, and nice. They hung out and went to clubs and bars with AOC alumni in every city. So. They would go to Munich during Oktoberfest where like there's no chance in hell you're going to get like a hotel room for a cheap or a hostel. They stayed with local AOCers and went to Oktoberfest and went to like the locals' events and like locals' parties yeah. and crashed at people's houses, which was badass, obviously. Um, and they went to like Utrecht in like uh, the Netherlands, so they didn't end up in like some tourist trap club bar scene. Right. They went to like college clubs and they stayed in a college dorm right and they had like a ball in time and yeah you know they had, like they had brothers to yeah. go out and do this stuff yeah with, so it's, it's pretty cool right yeah. like you can't then you then you don't have the excuse because now you're sitting there with a bunch of guys who are like hey let's go do this and they're not and you're learning from each other the yeah. skill sets rubbing off so it's super cool i'm getting kind of excited just talking about it. <laughs> um and i'm excited for when we do brazil world cup uh, yeah that's gonna be that's awesome gonna be which is through basically uh an aoc alumni network. yeah that's dude, a, dude, alumni dude in brazil trip. Yeah. arranging everything is probably gonna be like freaking 20 of us down there right uh going crazy going nuts going yeah. absolutely freaking crazy plus of course rick's annual birthday bash in vegas i'm gonna be there yes definitely gonna be awesome there. sauce pop well, that vegas cherry pop the vegas cherry. i can't believe you've never been there <laughs> yeah i love this there's so many more excuses that we we listed but i think we should kind of close it for now because we're yeah. at like a good a good wrapping point here okay. and a lot of the rest is like program specific but i think the key here is if anything that we've said resonates a little bit with you, like you're going, oh, I kind of do that, don't miss the opportunity to stare yourself down in the yeah. mirror because it's really easy to go, yeah, maybe my situation's different. No, 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 mine's really unique. Or, or oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're kind of right on that. Uh, I don't want to think about this. Turn, turn the channel. Turn the radio on. Listen to some music. Right. Put this down. Or, oh, I didn't really like that episode, dot, 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 whatever. There, it's really easy to do that because it's we strike a little bit of a nerve here. Yeah, you know, and and it's kind of, I like to look at it this way: we're we're holding you accountable, you know, to to do something that you want to do. You know, if it's an AOC boot camp, awesome. But if you want to get a new job or travel around the world, like look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself why you're not doing it, and and then after that, start asking yourself good, powerful questions: How can I make that happen? How did you eventually get off your ass and get down here? By looking at myself in the mirror. Yeah. And actually, okay, it was a it was a couple of events that happened, but basically, uh, I was dating this really really hot girl that was awesome, and we we vibed really well, and things were going great. And then, long story short, she broke up with me, and at this point, I kind of recognized a dating pattern. I was like. This is it. I am done. I've had it. I had the 
fuck it moment. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, it's a totally. fuck it moment. I'm just I'm gonna go fucking do this. Pardon my French. And um, that was kind of that was that was it for me. I was like, you know what? I don't. I'm not getting any younger, and I'm tired of this this bullshit that I keep running into. So yeah, that was that was why I came down here. I had I had that moment where I was just like, I'm done, and shit needs to change. And you've regretted it ever since. Oh wait, just I kidding. Now you work. Awesome. Thanks so much, Justin. I yeah, appreciate it. Hopefully, yeah. this gets guys kind of. It, I think it helps to have someone call out your crap and be yes. like, "No, no, I know you think that, but so does everyone else, and you're not special, and also you're full of shit." It it helps to have people that will actually hold you accountable, yeah. so that you can do do and 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 reach those goals that you set out to do to begin with. Yeah, and if you need a further reality check, give us a call here at the at the Art of Charm. Yeah. And trust me, anything you throw at us, we'll <laughs> we'll call, call it out for you. We'll, we'll call you out yeah. on your crap. That's yep. what we do. <laughs> All right. All right, show feedback and guest suggestions. We rely on you guys to help keep our finger on the pulse. So if you know someone who's a good fit for the show, let us know at jordanh at theartofcharm.com. Boot camp details for our live programs also at theartofcharm.com, and that's where you're going to find links to us on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media as well. If you're listening to this but you're not subscribed in iTunes or Stitcher or something like that, then that needs to change. Getting our shows delivered free to your phone or computer is the best way to make sure you don't miss a thing. You can do that by going to iTunes and searching for the Art of Charm podcast or by going to theartofcharm.com slash iTunes and clicking subscribe. That's really it. And you guys can help us. Subscribe in iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Write something nice and we will love you forever. Just go to iTunes.com slash theartofcharm and it'll take you right there. When you write us a review, it not only makes us feel proud, but it helps keep us up in the ranks so that other people who can use this information can find the show more easily to get the credible advice that they need. It's also the best way to support the show other than purchasing products and training from us. So tell your friends because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else either in person or shared on the web. Now have a great week, go out there and get social, and leave everything better than you found it.